Hello and welcome to Dice with Death, the podcast where anyone could die with the role of a dice. I am not your direct messenger, Ollie Bateman. I am Amy Mallet, who plays Vixen on the main campaign. And with me today are my boys. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know how to do this without Ollie, do we? It's weird, isn't it? It's weird. It's not one. It's really unusual, isn't it? Um, yeah, Ollie's actually, uh, he's had to be called into it's work. Like a supply teacher's in charge. Yeah, it does feel like that. I do feel like a supply teacher. I feel like I'm not, I ain't got control of the room, you know? Anything could happen. <laughs> it could be absolute scenes at a moment's notice. Um, Ollie's been called into work, guys. So we're we're kind of going rogue and we're just going to do a bit of a no dice with your questions. So we popped out a tweet earlier today asking uh, for any questions for the party. And this is uh, our chance to give you answers to those questions. So thanks to anyone who tweeted in. Uh, Before we get going, I guess I will introduce you guys properly. He plays a bird person with no canonical last name, (laughs) as Ollie would say. Uh, Please welcome Jamie, who plays Ark. It's weird to do this without Ollie. We Mm. hope this episode isn't a folly. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. I, but you, you put that together really quick. So. Thank you. I'll take that. <laughs> and in the red corner, we have Titus, <laughs> Thunderbastard Caligavi, a.k.a. Adam Wilborn. I'm Titus, the only one who hasn't died. Don't be bitter. Who'd have thought that this podcast would outlast Twitter? <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. That's a low blow right now. Are you guys on Hive? Have you tried Hive? I'm on Hive at Jimmo1987. If you want to join me on there, I've got no photos up there. I don't know how to work it. I can't change my profile picture. There you go. <laughs> we are our dads trying to use MySpace now, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, honestly, I saw all these people saying, oh, I'm on Hive. Oh, I'm on Mastodon. And I've, if, like, I was too old for TikTok anyway. I was like, nah, it's one of those ones where you just go, this is like my mom going on Facebook. I'm not doing it. And... Now, I'm just going to wait till everyone decides if Twitter is dead, where are we going next? And then I'll go on there. But you were saying it's like MySpace in terms of you can have a song on your profile, can't you? You can have a, you can have a song yeah. on your profile. It's a lot like of pressure still. Why, have I feel, why do I feel the pressure of that? I quite like that, though, because it was almost like decorating a digital bedroom back in the day, wasn't it? It was kind of like you had your own little space carved out online that you could sort of... I don't think I've missed it necessarily, but now you've put it tantalisingly in front of me again, Jamie. I'm like, oh, what song would represent me now in 2022? <laughs> what, what song would represent you right now? What would you go oh. for? Because I, I like to th- actually thinking about it, I would quite like an embarrassing song because it obviously yeah. auto plays. So I'd like yeah. to think of someone on the bus and yes. then they hear like, I Touch Myself by whoever sung that song. Um, uh, oh God, Samantha Fox. There we go. Oh Just no, hang bl- on, that's a different <laughs> song. That's a different song. But yeah, I Touch Myself. I think of you and I touch myself. That's the one. That's not that tune, but yeah, it's the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> I'd probably have the thong song because of course I would. Um, I can almost hear Ollie just being like, I remember we went to a wedding recently where we had a nice photo shoot actually for the podcast. You can (laughs) see those photos online uh, and on our website. And uh, Ollie was, I just remember Ollie really really drunk was like, you're obsessed with the thong song. (laughs) And I was like, that is my arc. (laughs) Well, good news and bad news. Uh, I've, uh, I've, searched i touched myself and instantly regretted it because why would i type that into a search engine aside from wrecking my (laughs) uh 
Divinals? That sounds about right, doesn't it? Yeah. Sounds right, yeah. yeah. I would have had, I'd have WAP, wet ass <laughs> pussy playing on the Yeah, old WAP would suit you actually. WAP would be great for you. It's a bang. It was on my, it was on my Spotify most played the year it came out, whenever that was a couple of years ago. I loved it. It's a bang. <laughs> I mean, I'm not surprised because you, uh, you kept quoting it at one point during Dyson Death, didn't you? There was a moment where you were yeah. talking about uh, if he eats ass, he's a bottom feeder. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's man. poetry well, is what anyway, it is. Yeah. It is poetry. It absolutely <laughs> is poetry. <laughs> Do you like my Ollie attempt at like controlling the cloud there? Just like, anyway. <laughs> it is anyway, poetry. yeah. Go on, what's the next question? <laughs> I think we should kick off with uh, our question from the captain. So first, first of all, uh, thank you, uh, the captain at DM City six one nine for your question. Uh, and your question was: Have the gang surprised themselves with how well they've got to grips with their characters and with some of the emotional things that have happened to them? Ooh, anybody want to dive in on that first? I would say yeah. And that, um, the captain, uh, Dwayne. It's Dwayne, I think. If Is I it got Dwayne? your name wrong, oh, Dwayne. Sorry, Dwayne. Dwayne. If it's not Dwayne, it's Dwayne though, isn't it? Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, I think I have actually. I think we've got to, to some quite um, deep emotional stuff kind of straight away with Ollie's DM. I wasn't expecting mm. it to be as, you know, all your family are dead, but it's kind of got that way, uh, which <laughs> is, uh, yeah, interesting. It's weird, isn't it, when you do this sort of stuff? Because I think that I am, um, I'm really into kind of like the mechanics of the game. And, you know, I used to really kind of enjoy a bit of acting back in the day when I was at school and stuff. And it's just really nice mm. to kind of like, Stretch your legs a bit. And I don't think I'm particularly a great actor or anything like that or, or kind of really get into the mood sometimes. But um, yeah, no, I think it, I've, I've surprised myself. I also think as well, like I actually going off that, that's quite a nice segue. You saying that you don't feel like you're a very good actor. I think I've surprised myself for sure in how well I've emotionally connected to my character. But you've all also surprised me. Like there have been, we 90% of the episodes we dick around and we take great pride in dicking around. <laughs> But there are moments where, like with the stuff where um, we found out about your your kids um, and everything that happened and we kind of shared that mental connection, like it was a genuinely really solemn moment. Like if people had been here on the Zoom call, you would have seen like me and Adam were just like, fuck, this yeah. is, and even Ollie, you know, despite, you know, being the person who had instigated <laughs> this, this narrative um, journey, he was like, damn, you guys are really affected by this. So yeah, I think you, you're a better actor than you think, actually, Jamie, you've, you've really, some of the deepest moments have been with things that you've kind of said and you've done and I've gone, oh, wow, he's really, he is this character. Uh, Adam, as the, would, would you say you're classically trained uh, as an actor? Uh, yeah, I think I think uh, I've treaded the boards a few times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the thing I found, I think, and I mentioned this uh, in one of the early no dices, is like we'd said before that we, you know, Jamie and I have played. How I got into it was we first sort of played with a few mates, and uh, that was pretty much just like right, we're going to run around, cut some people's heads off, and just have a bit of a laugh because <laughs> lockdown's incredibly depressing. So I think if you'd have said to me, okay, right, now not only are we going to, you know, take it a lot more seriously and record it and, you know, let other people listen to it, but the fact you're going to go on this emotional journey, I think it would have been a bit nerve-wracking. But I think the the beauty I've found with it all is you you just talk from your... You don't have to, like, get into character. You just think, well, you know, you've based your character, aside from the fact that James is not a bird, but, you know, like... 
you've based your character for the most part of the emotions of your character on you yourself. You just shit in so the I street, though. I, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I found that it's just quite quite easy in fact to just sort of talk from the heart about stuff i like initially when we had the sort of early stuff with with ark and zach i did find it a little bit awkward and just was like right i'll just be the comic relief then yeah you were you were groaning in the background weren't you that's your you're having this serious heart to heart but then like later on like when obviously what happened with ark happened and you know i carry this i'm gonna show this now on our on our little Zoom call, I carry this as a reminder every time, just in case. That it's a health potion. Adam is referring to the health potion that he had but didn't give me, which caused me to die. But at the same time, Adam, I, I said disengage instead of... No, I said um, dodge instead of disengage. So I would have been alive if I said the right word. Yes. Wow. It's We've your come fault, so really. far to accept um, that. Yeah, <laughs> this is a counselling session that's come full circle with you two. <laughs> so I felt a little bit guilty about that, but it was it was so weird because, like, I think on the outside, if someone's like, "Oh my," whether it's D and D or computer games or whatever, and someone's like, "Oh my," like character died the other day, or you know, there was there was at least a chance of it completely being wiped off the earth and you have to start a new character fresh. I think I'd have been like, oh, well, at least you get to just go and be like, I'm going to be a, brr, a bard this time or whatever. Like, that's just fun. You can just try different No, I've, I've been on a journey with, with Ark and Zach and, and I don't want to just be like, oh, cool, that is a new member of the gang to replace the one who's dead now. But also... <laughs> this, is, this is really awkward, guys. Say what you really mean. <laughs> yeah, but but also, I, I've found that, like, like when I walked in after one of our sessions, well, my wife it didn't take this too seriously, but I walked in, she was like, everything all right? I was like, not really. My dad's just died in D&D. And she's like, what? <laughs> oh, okay, in D&D. But like talking about making and then like talking to Nakin, mm. the, my uncle, the Winter yeah. Wolf. Um, yeah, it really uh, it brought out a side of me that I I quite enjoyed doing. Plus, to get back to like the the things that I've I've got to grips with, you know, as as part of my day job, I watch wrestling a lot of the time and i watch wrestlers cut promos and things like that i've bloody loved have have titus cut promos on people whether it be you know talking to my uncle or you know going after and getting face to face again with volok and things like that i've really enjoyed you know cutting my teeth with 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 uh with promos and things like that and just really hyping everyone up or, or getting my point across. So I've, I've really enjoyed it, but uh, it's far from over this quest. I sense it is far from mm. over. It truly is. And I think you have also developed, like you say so much. Actually, that's a really good point you made about coming so far from literally groaning in the background of like emotional scenes. Cause <laughs> you're like, to that showdown that you have where you talk to Nakin, you talk to your uncle, like that was some of the, I think the best um, most emotional stuff to date was you confronting him over mm. that um, and sort of like taking back your your honour and everything and yeah I mean you probably wouldn't have done that in the early stages because you would have felt self-conscious but you've really grown into that character so yeah Ames what was it like for you playing two different characters it was really strange because I I genuinely was attached to Zach 
and I, I felt like I was going to be with her for a lot longer of the journey that we had together. And I sort of, I, I mean, like you say, you said a minute ago about your dad, you know, and your, your wife kind of being like, mm. oh, okay. Um, I got into bed that <laughs> night and was like, I've died. And Leo was just like, what? That's my, my partner. <laughs> and I remember sort of saying to him, like, it feels weird. It sort of feels like I've lost, like, a part of me. And you don't get that. And I think in video games, like you say, you can make a character and you can sort of, like, put a lot into it. But because this character is your voice, they are your brain, mm. they are kind of, like, everything from an improv standpoint. And you spend so much time playing in that sandbox of D&D as that character it really did truly feel like I mourned Zach for like a good couple of weeks. And then moving on to Vixen, again, it's like, it's fun in the sense of, oh, I'm happy to be in the game. I'm happy to be like trying a new costume on. Um, but there is that slight sadness of like, I, I think I still sometimes think about, oh, what, how would Zach act in that situation? So there's, there is that weird duality of like playing two people. They almost inhabit you. <laughs> it's almost like, oh, okay, that character mm. is still a part of me in some way it is yeah it's really interesting it took me a while to get used to the idea of being someone else with with ollie not being here i'm just gonna ask some stuff that i probably wouldn't or i don't want to risk him here uh, hearing it obviously you can listen to the podcast but oh no i love this ads right i love now. this go for it jamie is an experienced D D player i'm always you know i'm always carrying a torch for for squiddy of course who's not dead but is there mm-hmm. any ways we could see zach again or should i just give that up now because we always felt like it wasn't that's it she's gone forever it's this you know corporeal you know realm or whatever it's called this mm-hmm. this she's not i don't know should i should i just give this this hope up obviously it's the vixen character has been integral with what's going on recently but i don't know i'm i'm still i'm still holding a candle for you know zack coming back and and finishing off what she started um, just to add to that as well, as as my character, I would love to see Zach back. I think mm. it'd be great to have Zach back. Uh, but very much a big fan of uh, big fan of Alicia. Um, so mechanically, yeah, you can really easily bring someone back. Uh, there's actually a really great blog that I wrote uh, for. It mm. might I might have put it on our website, or if not, it's on DungeonsAndDingbats.com. Um, oh. So uh, just about kind of death and the oh no it's on it's on our website it's at dicewithdeath.co.uk. Oh, um, nice. Just about the finality of death and there's a couple of spells you can use so there's a really great spell which is really interesting called reincarnate and that is um, you bring someone back from the dead but that dead person has to roll on a table and depending on what they roll is the race that they come back in can come back as that so was like, really oh. cool proper reincarnation so I as, a Go- as a goliath you could come back as a dwarf kind of thing so that's you've also got um raised dead which is a um really interesting spell because it's not a good spell and it really casts a toll on someone so you come back but you've got like so many levels of exhaustion and you can't function as well as you did before like before you were reincarnated and then you've got like Mm. true reincarnation or i've got it's called now there's there's one which basically you can you just come back as yourself it doesn't matter how long you've been well yeah you need to be you need to have died within the last thousand years and you can come back kind of thing. So there's loads of ways thousand to years is the cutoff point. <laughs> yeah, loads After of ways. a thousand years, no one else is alive to remember you. So at that point you're gone. <laughs> and it's, and it's, it's like, it's a fantasy world, isn't it? And yeah, I yeah. think you can do whatever you want. I guess it's really kind of, it's in Amy's 
court, really, if she ever comes back. Yeah, it is. And it's an interesting one because I had a lot of conversations with um, Ollie about whether just to kind of come back as Zach or come back as a different character. Because I think we've had this conversation before and I will actually read that um, that article because I'm sure I've, I've, I think I've, I know the one you mean because I remember sort of seeing it actually on our website because we did like, a, we did a collab, didn't we, with Dungeons and Dingbats at one Yeah, point. we did. And we I did. remember being like, ah, I'll pin that to read it at some point. Um, and I think death, the idea of death in, in this game is fascinating. And me and you, Jamie, had the chat before. We were like, we feel like death should be finite because there should mm. be stakes. Yeah. Um, and that is something I still feel quite passionately about. But similarly, I love Zach and I want her to finalise that story. I would love that to happen. And I would, that's kind of why Vixen came about was because it was a part of Zach that she could sort of carry on, who could kind of fulfil her legacy um, in that mm. way. But um, but yeah, who knows? I mean, it's cool to think that there's there's not really a ceiling on this, so. Kind of related to this question, well, kind of like that question, um, is one we've got from uh, Alice on Twitter. Uh, that's at Ali E, Al E nine seven one nine, which is which rolls off the tongue. Thank you for making me read that. Out. <laughs> You're um, born in the year nineteen nine thousand seven hundred nineteen. <laughs> um, so yeah, as your characters have grown and developed, is there anything you wished you'd have known about your characters towards the beginning of doing this? Which is probably, it's, it, that's an interesting one for you, Amy, because you're not the same character anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's really, that's a really good question, Alice. Um, I think I, yeah, that is, ooh. I suppose really for me, it probably goes more functional. It probably goes more practical in the sense of there are mechanics and there are things I probably, if I'd been a more skilled, experienced player, I might have been able to do things differently. And I mean, not necessarily change the outcome of Zach's death, but definitely you know i'm sure ads will agree there are things that we look back on and we go ah if we just yep. known we could do that <laughs> <laughs> so in a very fact you know sort of practical sense i guess there are mechanics and there are things i'd like to know more about having started and i'm always learning but in terms of character that is a really good question what about you guys I wish I'd known that I'd never spoken to Zalu before. That would be <laughs> quite oh, I was so cool because we just found out on the fly, didn't we? That was such a good improv. I love that so much. I've thought about everything else. You know, I've, I've, you know, I've got this this page of notes here that I always have, and like the bits of paper that that uh, Ollie's given us and sent us and stuff, with all bits and details and stuff on. I always have it just laying around just in case. And then I just was completely unprepared for that. And yeah, I don't, I mean, it was, it's added a brilliant aspect to it all, but I just, I didn't anticipate it. I think one thing I would change if I could go back to the beginning, again, uh, I'm glad that, that Ollie's actually not here for this, is, and I think he knows about this now, but if he doesn't, surprise Ollie, um, <laughs> is our separate, me, Jamie, and Amy WhatsApp group to be like, Right, what strategy oh, yeah. are we going in on this episode with? Because a lot of the times we'd sort of... Early, early days, me and Ames would sort of hesitate and defer to Jamie, understandably. Mm, but, yeah. like, we've sort of strategized a little bit going forward. And I think that's just... That's just because I don't fucking trust Ollie, basically. <laughs> I don't I don't trust that bitch as far as I can throw him. I hope he listens to this. <laughs> I, personally, with my character... I didn't really know that much about him. Um, so mm. I knew... I knew that he was um, a faction leader because that was his class kind of thing. He's kind of like um, 
not class background. Um, I knew that he had his kids. I knew the kids' names. I knew he had a wife. Uh, I knew that he was dishonorably discharged. And there are three great battles that Ark was part of. So they've all got kind of like... Ah. Um, grandiose names and what Ark did in those battles to become kind of his station of where he was um, but that's it so everything in between I didn't know up until like so for example like all the stuff with Plane Walker that blindsides both really uh, oh. so I wouldn't change that at all I don't think I'm quite happy with the level of knowledge that I've got of this character because we kind of like building it all together which I think is really cool yeah I agree yeah it's nice to nice to hear it sort of being not put together on the fly but yeah because no it'd be boring if you were just like like I would have it'd be nice to know that Elman Munro was a backstabbing little prick but I wouldn't have really worked in the story if I hadn't have been like wait a second I know that guy mm. so do you think we've let Ollie have the right amount of agency with that because I feel like that's something I'm quite chuffed with with the campaign that we've played is that Ollie has enough to kind of play with elements of the story without us knowing so like you say the plane walker thing the fact that zach and ark's backstories were so intrinsically linked yeah. and we had no idea about that um obviously yeah elman monroe being a little snake um all that stuff is really cool when ollie kind of comes out with it and i think it's good because we don't feel unprepared at the same time we know enough to kind of fit into that situation but um and ollie's also you know, I'm not going to sing, sing his praise as well. He's not here, but he's great at also reading a lot into our backstories and memorizing everything we mm. tell him. He's got three characters to do this for, but he's really clever at actually weaving it together in a way that makes sense. Yeah, how's he? How is he? How does he rank for you, Jamie? Someone who's who's done this a lot more regularly? Because I think he's been, yeah, again, not to to pat him on the back too much, but I think. <laughs> I, mean, I could never do what he does, I don't think. Or it, it certainly would take a lot of work to, mm. to be able to spin all those plates at the same time. And, you know, to have these plans of like, okay, they'll go here, here and here. And that'll be, you know, kind of be the episode or whatever. Yeah. And then we spend 20 minutes arsing around and he just goes, right, okay, I'm going to make the executive <laughs> decision sort of for you. How, is he, how, how, does, he, how does he compare, Jamie? That's, uh, a, that's a great question. I'd love shit. to know that as well. Absolutely shit. It's awful. No, um, he's like <laughs> one of the best DMs out there. I really, I really, like, I really enjoy playing with his sessions. I enjoy um, playing D&D with him. And obviously we kind of, we got together, we, we got into D&D at the same time. So we went to the kind of the same places. We went to the first kind of starter sessions. So we've always kind of done things together. And we've, we had like um, a really great little group um, that we used to kind of, um, co-DM with so each week we would swap a DM would go around the group so everyone would have a go at kind of playing characters and then what we found out is each each one of the DMs would have their own story and we would swip, swap characters between each story it was really really interesting um, I think Ollie's great um, I think his improv's amazing love his accents um, his accents but, are amazing I think that's when one of the areas that I would fumble actually is like keeping in character all the time especially bad, when it? he's saying such crazy shit that he does like his accents are fantastic and I think like like he's put so much work into it like he was um, yeah, I hope he doesn't mind me so telling him I hope he doesn't mind me saying this but I'm going to say it anyway and I'm editing it so who gives a shit um, <laughs> he was I think he was between jobs for about a month uh, before we started the podcast. So basically, he yeah. wrote the entire world. So he knows, ah. like, pretty much what's on every planet. And he's put a lot of work in. So I think he hasn't... 
he lets us very much have free reign with the story, but mm. like he knows the key things on each planet and what we need to kind of get to already. Yeah, exactly. I mean, in in kind of reverse of that, because I mean, I I definitely think for me, it's a the time, b the accents definitely. I'm rubbish at accents, but also uh, just the the commitment. Like, ads. What do you think you would kind of find challenging as a DM? Because I I've never done it. I'm actually did I do it once? Maybe when I was really young, but it wasn't on this level of D and D. It was very and it, again, it was like trying to control a bunch of five year olds who were just kind of like, <laughs> I want to do this. I want to lick the dragon. I want to put my dick in this frozen fountain. Uh, like after a while, you just kind of go, yeah, I'm not really bothered. <laughs> like my friends at school were quite immature, but yeah, I'm just curious. Like, what do you think would be your challenges if you were to DM ads? I I, I wouldn't like not being in control mm. and so i try and i think i try and steer people too much and be like why don't you see what's behind that rock or whatever or why don't you <laughs> that rocks look pr- looking pretty enticing right now yeah it just winked at yeah. you <laughs> you know like on computer games when there's like a, a wall and it's like normal wall, normal wall, normal wall, oh slightly different looking bit of wall normal, normal and you're like okay so that's where i've got to go and hit it with my tools or whatever that's what i better be me as a dm of just like maybe don't go down there or do go down there or uh, are you sure you want to go down there alone? Like, I'd also be terrified of killing people off. Like, he's, you know, bloodthirsty. I, I'd feel bad about, like, ha you forgot to give Jamie a health potion. He's dead now. Mm. Like, oh, I'd be like, are you sure? Like, I, I, I'm, especially in the first few episodes, I was so nervous about, like, ending my turn, mm. which is, you know, just such a staple bit of it. And I'm just always suspicious of him. That he'd be like, is that all you want to do? And I was like, is that all I want to do? Like looking at my notes, looking at Jamie on the screen in case he's like going. <laughs> blink twice, blink twice. <laughs> yeah. And also I wouldn't like the, the idea of not being in a separate WhatsApp group that people are scheming against me for, basically. Oh yeah, seeing how we can overthrow Ali R. R. Martin. <laughs> yeah. And, I'd, and I, w- I would just be like, if someone did something like like we did, where it was like, you know, like early on when Amy electrocuted 20 odd people or whatever, I'd be like, you fucking ruined that. I had a big thing planned there and you, you bloody... I'd just get in a huff, basically. I still can't believe that. I only went for a wee. <laughs> uh, shall I ask another question that we've got sent through? Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Uh, this comes from the lovely Ashley Taylor at Inverness underscore magic, who writes... How are each of you finding playing your classes and what other classes do you think would butter your parsnips? I love this. I hope it's a Joe Lysett reference. I really do. Absolutely. Yeah. How many different classes have you played, Jamie? Um, oh, in my time, I've had a go at a lot. So um, I have played. Here we go. So I'm always a cleric. I've always like. I've always really liked clerics. Uh Wizard, I've done a bit of wizardry, uh, paladin, which is like a beefed up cleric, fighter, barbarian, uh, I've never played a rogue, which I'm interested mm. in, uh, artificer, who's mm. really good, really enjoyed artificer, um, I, I love being a cleric, cleric's my go-to class, it's kind of the easiest class as well for spellcasting, so um, I am very happy with my bird person, I think if I was going to die... And you know you can die. You can die in this this campaign. Um, I would probably play, or maybe like a blade singer wizard. But Ooh. having Zach as you're a you're a, you're a swords bard, aren't you? Yes, a vixen okay. as a swords bard. Yeah, oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah. No, sorry. Um, I'm forced to have it in it. <laughs> 
It is. Uh, might be a bit too close. I might try something different, like an artificer or a. I really like fighters. Fighters are cool. You'd like fighter, Adam. Yeah. You'd like fighter. Yeah, I like. I liked the fact that I thought mine was like my character is a barbarian who also thinks he's a rogue, and somehow with these dice gets away with it a lot. Of the <laughs> he time. does. He absolutely does. Yeah. Ames, what about you? The fun thing for me is that actually Vixen... So Druid was kind of um, where... Actually, it, I've almost written my characters. I don't know how you guys have done yours, but my classes almost came out of the backstory, almost came out of the character itself. So Zack was obviously part of the the Gnomish Forest. She lived on, on the planet of Eden. Um, she was kind of one with nature. And I think druid came out of that and the idea of like turning into animals adopting animal forms everything that happened with the bear uh in her childhood so druid really came out of uh zach's character more than it did something that i i mean i was drawn to it was my first real foray into dnd so i was like ah i'll take anyone you know i'll just give it a go um and actually bard was a similar thing because uh vixen was part of the femme fatals so she had her kind of roots and this is something that ollie had given me uh she had her roots in music i didn't know that about zach's mum going in because ollie wrote a lot of vixen we almost kind of co-opted that together because he effectively had written the backstory of zach's mom and i just kind of put the rest of the flavor on her so she was a bard because that was her role that was who vixen was as a personality as a character so both of bard and druid have kind of come more out of the character than they have out of just a general desire for a mechanic but i'd probably Mm. like to go for like a barbarian like like uh, titus or or maybe a fighter because we're actually having this conversation earlier me and jamie whenever i play from software games like elden ring and, and sort of bloodborne and stuff i always go for um the melee i always go for warrior i always go for like close combat and actually i never do spells but in these games spells are so vast and exciting that i always go for like a magical player and i feel like actually (laughs) going for a barbarian or like even a monk would be really cool just to kind of see how like Mm. the melee abilities differ i think i do that's the thing i now i'd probably go the opposite because like I I, enjoy, I enjoyed the barbarian early on because it's like right we're in a battle, I'm limited in what I t- I can do. We'll just swing the big sword or we'll chuck a you know a javelin or we'll chuck s- something that's lying around at the person or chuck the person themselves into a fire for example. <laughs> it's it that was I I think I needed that early on because I you know, I didn't want to have. You know, Jamie going, use the fucking spells, knobhead. <laughs> you know, you've got this really good spell. Yeah, but now I'd be, I'd be fascinated, like hearing you guys and and, and talking about like spell slots and and all this, and especially as we've leveled up and you've, it's developed. I don't know what class I'd pick. I'm just looking at them now, like sorcerer. I'd have to look more into them. Mm. But yeah, someone who, I don't know what the the benefits of, of certain like rogue is like i said it's already interested me but yeah i like the description of paladin as well as well a holy warrior bound to a sacred oath mm. i love the sound of that but yeah anything anything basically that had spells um is is intriguing but like i say i was just thinking i was a bit worried and i still probably would be a little bit about either you guys or the listeners going why didn't he use the you know blatantly obvious spell that would work with this you know like when we were fighting it's 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 funny when we're fighting things that i can't just go well i stab the big thing with my sword and i take off so many hit points when it's like oh it's this you know smoke monster or whatever and i'm like well that's me taking a back seat in this fight then (laughs) 
Is there a good it, fit for Adam, do you think, uh, Jamie, that like is kind of spells but a bit of fisticuffs as well? Uh, Paladin is a great choice. Um, there you go. There's yeah. your Paladin, boy. So you are beefy. You've got big armor. You can cast spells. And your big thing is, is smites. So you can channel your spells into your sword attacks to make really big sword attacks. Um, oh. I think fighter would be good for you as well. So fighter is... It's not magical, but you can do... Depending on which fighter you become... Um, you can do special, like special maneuvers. So you could do things like you could attack mm. someone, but while you're attacking them, you can disarm them, or you could push them back five feet or knock them to the ground. So you have all these additional maneuvers that you can do, um, uh. or you could go, you could just go, go a bit, a bit crazy, and you could multi-class. So I think a hexblade warlock combined with a paladin would be amazing for you. Because it hits really hard with the sword, um, but it has loads of smells, loads of spells as well. So that sounds so Ooh. dope, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah. But yeah, I think I'd I'd probably try out something more beefy, more sort of melee brawny. I think, um, but I also quite like the idea of healing magic as well. I I mean, I've never really been one to shit on the idea of the medic, <laughs> the role of the medic, and because uh, <laughs> you need them. So yeah, I mean, maybe I could try like a. Because clerics can have like battle axes and stuff too, can't they? Clerics can be a bit more melee, or am I thinking yeah, the wrong yeah. class? So, yeah, yeah. Um, technically, my class is quite melee, but because mm. I can fly, and again, it's one of these things that the story of Ark. Um, I was either going to be caught. So is one. Uh, so there are two clerics I really like: There's a Tempest cleric and a Twilight cleric. So I was either going to yeah. be called Ark or Dark. Um, uh, for, for either of those two, and I went for I went for uh, I went for Tempest cleric just because um, of the backstory that Ollie had, kind of, and the world that he created. It worked really well with with what he'd done. Um, yeah. But if you're a Tempest cleric, you have heavy armor, and you can. And next level, uh, I'm going to be starting to. If I have my melee weapon, I can charge it with electricity. So you can do some really cool like oh. melee stuff as well. So you can basically be Thor, is what you're saying there. You can be. Uh, I can't. I can't God return it to my hand, but I can. I can definitely give someone electric shocks when I slap them. Oh, so it's not go. full on Mjolnir, but it, it no. sounds good. Oh, that sounds wicked. Yeah, the, the possibilities are. Show endless. my age there. I thought thought of Raiden immediately. Oh yeah, said. no, yeah. from um, Metal Gear. From Mortal Kombat. Oh yeah. no! So there's two Raidens, isn't there? There's two Raidens oh. in um, in video games. Yeah. yeah. Look at us being geeky, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who'd have thunk, eh? I've just seen on on D and D Beyond. There's a critical role thing called Blood Hunt. I saw that as well. Yeah, what is that? Um, so I've not watched much of Blood Hunters, um, just because um, the character who was going to be in critical role, the character who was the Blood Hunter, died at quite early level and then came back oh. at a really late level. Um, so I've not really seen the action, but basically, it's like you can sacrifice your own hit points to power up your kind of like actions and things like that ah, so uh yeah really, really cool right so it's almost like um... i'd be too selfish for that <laughs> my hit points are my own sorry i'm not attacking anyone today <laughs> yeah almost like a, a blood transfusion for power i guess that's kind of where blood hunt occurs ah, it's like um oh gosh what's the game bloodborne elden ring when you kind of like do your blood tinge stuff I was thinking kind about, yeah, that. there is that thing, isn't there, where you can sort of use it to power yourself at the expense of your health. Yeah, yeah. so like stab yourself with the sword, you cover it in blood, and then you are super powerful kind of thing. But yeah. 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 Oh. oh. <laughs> Adam's quite in. 
Adam's quite tickled pink by that. <laughs> Next episode, I'll be like, Titus stabs himself in the heart and comes back as the... <laughs> <laughs> he comes back as the... As the... <laughs> and everyone's like, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> I'll just heal you. That is fine, don't worry. Uh, yeah. CPR. Oh, right. We got we got one more question in um, that was a, a good bit question, of a this. random one. So we figured we'd save this one till last. Um, this is from uh, at Spag Policy Pod. This is What's Your Spaghetti Policy? Uh, these guys are an awesome podcast from Nashville uh, in Tennessee. And um, uh, yeah, they're, they're really lovely. Jacob and uh, Alex. So they've said, <laughs> true to the spaghetti podcast handle, they've said, best bread to eat with spaghetti. So I'll let you guys dive in on that one. It's garlic bread, isn't it? I, I mean, that's, that's the right own... answer. Correct. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's garlic bread. Of course it's garlic bread. I mean, would you have anything else When I first saw this, I thought like, what, what, are you going to put like a tiger loaf with it and make a little <laughs> spaghetti sandwich or something? <laughs> a little ciabatta. Yeah. I mean, I don't, yeah, I personally, I think, I mean, I suppose like a focaccia, like a garlic focaccia could be good. Mm. Yeah, okay. I just, I just... Uh... I know you. Th- I know you like these guys, Amy. But what? What a simple question! Like, why? Yeah. Why do they even bother type this? <laughs> you could have gone bigger, guys. You could have gone bigger with that. But you have unlocked a, a b- 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 bonus anecdote from Adam Wilborn because <laughs> he's going to tell us about yes. the time he was sick with spaghetti, apparently. <laughs> and yeah. I've just eaten spaghetti, well, so I'm the... gl- so glad this is the order we're doing this in. It's uh, it's it's not the bread that got me ill, thankfully, Ooh. but it was the uh, the. Well, that wasn't the meat, I suppose, technically, because uh, eating spaghetti bolognese a few years back uh, when I lived in Birmingham, I discovered my violent allergy to uh, corn. Oh, my God. girlfriend, now wife, uh, made us some uh, corn spaghetti bolognese. And I thought, oh, that's good. You know, it's a good sort of healthy alternative, you know, and ate it. It was lovely. Um and we, although we went to the pub afterwards, we went to a pub quiz. Yeah. So I got back. I hadn't drank that much. I had a few pints. I was like, oh, I feel really like bloated here. Yeah. And then like, you know, a couple of hours later, I was just vomiting everywhere. Oh. And I was like, wow, I re- either really can't handle my drink or I've, or I've just had a dodgy pint or something. Yeah. Thought nothing of it. Really ill. Like everything in my body has to come out right now. Oh my now. God, it purged you. So, didn't think any more of it. Thought, well, I'm not eating, I'm not drinking at that pub for a, for a while now. So we ate the leftovers oh, no. about a, a day later, and this time we just sort of stayed in, watched a film or whatever. And again, about two hours or so later, I was like, uh oh, that feeling's come back in my stomach, and I it's I don't think it's that's a bad sign. And as in between uh, hugging the toilet. I googled, can you be allergic to corn? And then there was just page after page of like, you definitely can be allergic to corn. It's a fungus or whatever it is. And I was so ill that like the uh, the force of me, uh, when there's nothing left, I burst the blood vessels around my like, in the skin around my eyes. So it looked like I'd been punched in the face for about a week. We were like, what happened to you? And I was like, I was like, Gwan happened to me, never again. <laughs> that is, cr- what's even more mental, um, I'm not going to lie to you, that is exactly what I've just eaten. 
Uh, I have just uh, had corn spag bol because we we have corn because I'm not really a big beef person. We don't really eat much red meat. Yeah. And I was the same as you. I've I kind of I mean I always cook it because it's just a bit easier and it tends to be a bit cheaper and it's also better for the environment and better for you. But like yeah, I've heard yeah. so many things about people like even people who've gone veggie and eaten other things like jackfruit and they've been fine and they've eaten other vegetarian alternatives like Linda McCartney stuff. But then all of a sudden when they try corn, it's just like what. Because like you say, it's a fungus, yeah. isn't it? It's something wrong. <laughs> something wrong with corn. <laughs> I, I told that story at a friend's house when we just moved up here to, to Newcastle. Uh, at a friend's house we'd gone to for dinner. And I watched the blood drain out of his face. <gasps> and him go, right, so I'll just get you a separate little takeaway then, shall I? Because the food that he made, I can't remember what he was making us, whether it was oh. you know corn sausages or whatever. He was like... So I'm glad you told that story now. Oh, God. I was thinking, oh, should I tell it after dinner or what? And I was like, oh, I'll just tell it. It's a funny little story. It's fine. And yeah, we were about 10 minutes away from me rolling the dice again with the corn. Oh, As um, vegan experience, can I say, you don't you don't need meat, guys. You don't need a meat replacement. Just don't put any meat in it. Don't, don't, don't even try to replace meat. Ooh. Just, put, just put more veg in, then you're done. You're fine. Next problem. Yeah. 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 Next issue. Jamie Powers solves the world. <laughs> One issue at a time. <laughs> but yes, uh, to, to, to conclude on that question, it's it's always garlic bread. And like the the baguette, yeah. I always go with. Not the not the slices. Come on, guys, what are we doing no, here? not the, the slices. You, you want the baguette. You want a whole baguette with it. And you want it to be... <laughs> Preferably a whole baguette each. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was, yeah. I was being modest. You, you need a whole baguette each and it needs to be really nice and crusty, but soft and buttery in the oh. middle. Can I just confirm we don't we don't mean the like a baguette size like a, a, a traditional French massive meter long baguette. Oh yeah, you get those little baton ones, don't you? So you have like one. I wouldn't say yeah, no. Yeah, we're talking about the batons, batons. <laughs> if you're French, baton. Um, that's yeah, and it has to be one each, doesn't it? And then it's just you basically have your garlic bread as the thing that kind of spoons the the mm, stuff yes. in your mouth. That's it. There we go. That and then the you week. don't kiss your partner for about three days after that normally. That, that's the, the general yeah, thing, right? I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah, I've eaten it uh, just before <laughs> this call, so I won't be getting any action now for, I'd say, at least 48 hours, at least. Um, but that is the final word on it, guys. Uh, spaghetti is garlic bread and no corn. Yeah. Absolutely no corn. There you corn. go. <laughs> That's, oh, that's when we have our big, big D and D audience meetup. That is what we'll serve. Yes, yeah, 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 absolutely. Jamie's gone to town. All the veggies in it. There's no, no meatless spag bowl. Um, but yeah, that is awesome. Cool. All right. I think that kind of wraps it up, guys. You got any more questions or anything yeah. for each other? Just can we do this more often without Ollie? It's, it's breathless. Yeah, it's quite uh, it's breath he's of fresh a sneaky air, little bastard, basically. Yeah, it's quite nice actually. I'm quite enjoying the lack of Ollie. Jokes, <laughs> jokes, Bateman, jokes. No, he's the best. Yeah, he's wicked. Um, editing all the nice stuff out, just so you know. Editing all this shit yeah. out. I'm just going <laughs> yeah. like, to be That's why you're Ollie keeping right quiet because you're just going to take it all, like throw me and Adam under the bus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. what, do you, what do you think of Ollie? Oh, there's a muggy little <laughs> isn't he? Uh, so there we go. <laughs> What's the thing that he always says as um, Quilly? Um, you cheeky. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, that's it. I still need him to make me that as a soundbite for my text tone. <laughs> uh, well, thank you guys so much for uh, for coming and hanging out. As always, uh, if you want to follow us, we are on at Dice Death Pod. 
uh, on Twitter. And then is it the same handle on Instagram? Yeah, it's all the same. All the same. Everything. At Dice Death Pod on everything. Uh, I am Amy underscore Mallet now on everything. I changed my Instagram because I was sick of having to keep changing it on, well, saying it on (laughs) Dice with Death. Um, (laughs) Jamie and Adam, where can people find you? Uh, You can find me, Jamoon1987. And you can find me at Adam Wilborn and you can find our lovely DM, uh, Ollie Bateman at dead underscore eight, but just don't snitch tag him. Hey, don't just no yeah, yeah. don't you cheeky. <laughs> um, <laughs> also, a massive thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. It's been a very yeah. bare month this month, uh, so thank yeah. you for all sticking with us. It's amazing. The good news is Christmas is coming and things are going to get quieter, so we should be able, hopefully, to do some more stuff. Fingers crossed. <laughs> And people need, everyone needs an excuse to get away from their family during this yes, time. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah. Lots of podcasts, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that's a really good shout, Jamie. Thanks for bearing with us, guys. Yeah, and if you want to support us, uh, we have only one tier. You don't get anything from it. It's just three quid. No, three dollars, sorry. Um, just three dollars. Oh. That's a pint. Uh, so if you fancy uh, giving us a bit of your uh, hard-earned cash, that would be amazing. But if you don't, that's absolutely fine. No pressure. Don't worry about it. Yeah. It's only if you like the show and you want to support it. We're not kind of, we're not plugging anything. We're not selling anything. Um, We're not going to hide things behind a wall for you or anything. But um, yeah. Apart from those posts that are are hidden behind the paywall of the Patreon. Apart from those. Which are quite well, top you've, quality. You've, you've got those. They were. I thought they were seized by the police. <laughs> Our feet pictures. I've just got up Shit. there. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Until next time, uh, we'll see you on the next episode of Dice uh, with Death. <laughs> I was going to say that again because it sounded like I forgot <laughs> my own podcast. I was reading Dice Death Pod on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, thanks so much for joining us as always. And we will see you on the next episode of Dice with Death. Say bye, guys. Bye. Bye.